The second half of the Warriors season is here, finally. Welcome, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my slash bro co-host, Zach. You know, that All-Star game really was, like, a really fun game to watch, especially for Steph and Braun fans to finally see those. So, it was fun, fun, fun day to watch. Yep, uh, Steph's legacy was on the line, and he proved everyone on Twitter wrong. Uh, Steph wins the three-point crown again. And um, I voted for him to be MVP, but, I mean, you can't beat Giannis going 16 for 16 from the field. So, But it was a good win for Team LeBron. Um, but now the Warriors got to get back to work as they – take on the second half of the season and we will preview that in this episode number 24 as always to our new listeners welcome we're just two dudes who love the splash pros and we just talk all things warriors into our current listeners thank you all for the support we really appreciate it and without further ado let's get started All right, my boy sorry. Zach here right. dropped his microphone. So, all right. Um, <laughs> so here we go. All right. So, I know uh, to our very dedicated listeners who have been with us since the start, we previewed the first half of the season, and myself was overly optimistic and was quite stupid in predicting the Warriors to go twenty-five and twelve in the first half of the year. And instead, they went with a nice, fashionable record of 19 and 18 and are finished ninth place in the Western Conference in the first half of the uh, season. Um, So the Warriors have 35 games on deck for the second half, um, multiple national televised games. Oh, God. I may get some slander, but um, the war- I think the Warriors, there are a lot of winnable games on this schedule. Uh, I think the Warriors have a benefit. They have six, they finish out the year with six home games. Um, I mean, I think the only game that could be an L are probably against the Jazz and the Suns. So they have four winnable games. Six, I think all six are winnable. Um, maybe lower that to five because I think the Jazz are a very good team and obviously they've beat the Warriors uh, badly, really bad. Yeah, badly in the first half of the year, but the Warriors get to see them, I believe, twice. Um, I think the Warriors, I think I have them going 23 and 12. I personally think that's probably the best, maybe the best they can do. I've noticed that there are a lot of games that should be winnable without a doubt. There are a lot of games against under 500 teams, playoff, non-playoff teams, but there are also games like the first three games, which is a brutal stretch where they got LA, Utah, and the Lakers. Wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors lose all three of those. But then they go out and they play sub-500 teams against Houston, Memphis, Sacramento, Atlanta, Chicago, um, I don't think Miami is sub 500 anymore, uh, but Toronto, Atlanta, uh, the Wizards, um, 
and the Thunder. They play them multiple times, and they play the Cavs and the Pelicans. And we're going on a little bit of a tangent of uh, all the teams, but I think it's a lot of winnable games. I think if the Warriors don't screw up like they did in the first half of the year and lose those winnable games like they did, like they did against Charlotte, um, Indiana, the list keeps on going. Um, but I think the Warriors, Portland. yeah, I think the Warriors can pull out a number of wins during the second half of the year. Once again, it's me being optimistic, but I'm also being real that I think they're, if you have number 30 on your team, who I think is not getting enough media attention as a clear cut MVP candidate, I guess you could call him a dark horse MVP candidate. I think if you have him on your team and he's performing at an MVP level, you're able to win a basketball game against a sub 500 team. Um, I think I've repeated myself a lot through this, but I think the Warriors can easily go 23 and 12. Like I said before, because they're playing a lot of teams who are sub 500 and who aren't very good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with those points, but <laughs> knowing this team, I bet you they're going to choke like some of those winnable games. Like, as you said, we saw with Charlotte, we saw with Portland, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Indiana. They choke, they're going to, they choke those games. And I feel like they might choke some of these sub 500 games, maybe against like your Toronto or Atlanta, because they barely beat Toronto. And um, who knows? So, um, I know I was optimistic as well with Zach. I think I had them at like 24 and 13. It was optimistic, but I should have, I should have seen this coming that they should, they would have went 19 and 18. Um, but now second half, I hope that they're going to make improvements, but um, it all really depends on the second unit. I see them going 20 and 15 over this 35 game stretch. Um, but all eyes are going to be on Wiggins, Wiseman, the second unit, and obviously number 30 the chef, Steph Curry. Um, Obviously, you know, Steph is putting up MVP numbers. That's just a clear consensus with the both of us. But the thing is, he's not going to get that MVP nod if he's not in like the top two or three. So I doubt he's going to get the MVP just because of where his team is. So you can call him a dark horse, but I really don't see it happening. Yeah, Ethan's not optimistic like I am. It's just yeah, I, I wasn't throwing any shade. I just think I think both of us think that he's obviously an MVP candidate, but he's not getting enough respect because of how bad his basketball team is playing, and how bad. Uh oh, here I go again, blaming it on the front office, which is a good thing. But uh, of how bad the front <laughs> office assembled assembled this roster, um, and this will carry over to our next segment. Um, I think, did we want to cover LaMelo and Wiseman or the trade deadline first? Um, we can do, I don't know if this is going to be cut, but LaMelo, we oh, can this do This isn't getting cut. This is raw action. Okay. Right here. All right. Raw All right. action. All right. So uh, the big talk was LaMelo versus Wiseman. And, you know, I feel like Warriors Twitter has been like torn to pieces because of LaMelo, like showing his stuff on, Charlotte, he's been looking great, no doubt. He's probably going to be rookie of the year. He's a front runner, probably the favorite. Um, but the thing is, like you know, you got to look at the situation. I think uh, Zach pointed this out on the pre, like um, I think pointed this out um, earlier before we recorded. But like you got to look at the situation. Lamella's playing 
in a Charlotte um, area, Charlotte team where he's probably, he's getting like 26 to 27 ish minutes. And you're looking at James, he's playing like what uh, 15 minutes a game. And I'm like, you can't really compare the two. Cause you know, you're playing two different positions. Um, you know, their, their time is not, you know, with the minutes are not the same. And, you know, um, obviously uh, in one area, you got the greatest shooter. You got, you know, the best player on the team carrying uh, the team right now. And with Charlotte, you know, they're, just kind of a young team trying to find their identity. So I don't understand the LaMelo versus Wiseman talks. It's just going to take time, right, Zach? Like, you know, it's just going to take time. Uh, We both believe that James is going to be a great player, but it's just going to take time, as I said before. Yeah, let's let's just compare this and say this. I think a lot of people aren't noticing this. LaMelo Ball played professional basketball with grown men in Australia. I'm – I think it was Australia. I don't. Yeah, it was. I yeah. think it was. I forgot the league, but it was the Australia. It's the league. NBL where the oh, Warriors' okay. second-round pick Justinian Jessup is t- lighting it up. I hear. Um, but that's just the main difference. Lamella Ball played against grown men in the Australian Basketball League and tore it up there. <clears throat> James Wiseman was most likely. I may have to check myself here, but a five-star recruit out of high school and was recruited by Penny Hardaway to go to Memphis. He played one college basketball game. He didn't even play a full season. I don't think he even played a full month of college basketball. And then the NCAA stepped in and said that and sanctioned Memphis and suspended Wiseman for the rest of the year. And he decided to train for the NBA draft. There's a difference between playing one NBA game and then having months off and then having to go and then having a pandemic start. And then that probably interrupts your training schedule and then preparing for the NBA draft while the mellow ball has been playing in Australia against grown men. Like I said, I'm just saying college troops and a professional league are two different leagues without a doubt. I'm just saying it's a little unfair to get on James's case for not being able to catch the basketball or not being able or is already labeled as a wasted draft pick and the Warriors wasted the draft pick on him and that they should have drafted LaMelo. I'm going to defend Bob Myers here. He, the James Wiseman is a fit for the Warriors' future. The Warriors haven't had a great big man since – who knows when, honestly. <laughs> it's been a long time. Let's just say it's been a long time. I mean, Zaza Pachulia was all right. I mean, that's probably the last okay big man there was. But I'm a firm believer that James Wiseman will develop into a great big man for the Warriors and will be a center block for this future, if not, if he's not dealt in the Warriors trying to win now move. I just think it's unfair for people on Warriors Twitter to come after James Wiseman for like earlier today saying that he may be out on Thursday because he missed a COVID test during the all-star break. Cut him some slack. He's 19 years old. I understand that people make mistakes and there's, it's probably you can, you could call it a lack of professionalism, but he's 19 years old and he's, I Dear God, hope that he's not looking at social media whatsoever on, oh, especially yeah. on Twitter. It's a bloodbath. It's a bloodbath in there. 
because you got one half of Warriors Twitter saying that all oh, Lamelo should have been drafted. Bob Myers sucks. The front office is a joke. They should have drafted Lamelo. And then you got the other side who's just who knows what it, it's the other side's basically Steve Kerr and front office slander. <laughs> it's basically what it is on Twitter these days. But I totally agree with you. Yeah, uh, I, I think we I just need to. Off, yeah, but... I think we just need to go back. I think Dieter made a perfect point on a couple episodes ago. It will take two to three years for James Wiseman to develop, and it needs time. I think Lamella Ball, he had the advantage of playing in professional league, and he developed his skills, and now he can tra- translate into that into the NBA. But I think it's just unfair to get on James's case for struggling to fit in the NBA and struggling as a player as a whole. It need, it takes some time. He's a 19-year-old rookie. Cut him some slack. That is it. Also, also you were right. That, uh, I, yeah, you were right. I looked it up for you. Um, James was a five-star recruit yeah. out of high school. Yeah, you were right about that. Yeah. Okay, so, like, um, I do want to touch upon, like, you know, James was used to, like, dominating uh, people in high school and college. Like, if he saw his college highlights, he was dominating people. Same goes as high school, but now in the NBA, you got dudes um, who are about the same size as him. And so he kind of has to have that adjustment period. Um, and we saw that adjustment period in the first half of the season. He was kind of struggling to um, find who he is, I guess, as a player. Um, he didn't know whether to post up more or face up more. I feel like his face up game is much better, much better than his post up game, in my opinion. But he's more of like a, like, um, a downhill kind of player, kind of like Giannis, but with a shot. No, no offense to Giannis, but um, James kind of has a shot. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, three pointer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just you, you're kind of comparing apples and oranges, kind of like that. Um, I don't know if you get the analogy, but um, it's kind of like that. You know, you're comparing a guard and a center. If it was a guard or a guard and a center and a center, then we can have that discussion. But it's kind of unfair for James, and I hope it lights a fire under James. So that, um, you know, he can prove all these haters wrong and say, no, I was the right pick as a second pick for the Warriors. And I can for sure make a difference on a winning team now. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I got to say. So Bob Myers today at on Wednesday, March 10th was on 95.7 the game and he had some things to say uh one thing he said as long as steph's a warrior bob myers told 95.7 the game the franchise has a responsibility to build the contender around him this is from warriors on nbc sports bay area ethan your thoughts on this statement from bobby myers my thoughts on that quote I know. I'll th- I'll talk about that right after a word from our sponsor. All right. Um. So that quote is kind of interesting. Like you know, they want to make sure that st- like with Steph, the Warriors are contender. I have not seen a contender built around Steph for this year or last year. This team is terrible without Steph, especially with the personnel. I mean, we've harped on this many episodes how this team failed to surround Steph to make use of that motion offense and that playmaking and you know like it was questioning you know Bob Myers ability to draft get free agents yeah we're getting hard cap because we have um, I think I think Steph Clay and Dre are making like what's 
60% of the cap. And then you got way after add Wiggins in there. I don't know what the percentage is on that, but you know, you kind of strapped on cash. Of course we got Joe Lake up here saying he's going to go all in, but you know, I guess Bob Myers is scared to make a move. And that kind of comes into a segue of, you know, is there going to be talks of a trade before the deadline? You know, we've been seeing, you know, some rumors. Uh, I don't know if we talked about the Oladipo trade rumor to the Warriors. There was like an Otto Porter Jr. Uh, trade rumor to the Warriors. And, you know, if Warriors, um, I guess the front office is going to be buyers. You know, this is going to, I kind of a good time, I guess, maybe just to see, just to play around the market. Uh, but Zach, um, just want to hear your thoughts on like the whole rumors you've been hearing, like Oladipo, Otto Porter Jr. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, both of those are no. Um, sorry to be uh, Debbie Downer about that, but um, no. It's a two-letter word, yeah. N-O. And you want to know who my sites are on? Bradley Beal. Bingo, Bradley Beal. Um, I think it was Friday. Um, some person said that the Warriors in the next coming weeks, the Warriors will make a move for Bradley Beal. Guy didn't have a source, so I'm guessing his source was trust me, bro. But um, <laughs> best source out there, lads. Trust um, me, bro. I think once again, I'm I'm on the Bradley Beal bandwagon. I think. Him, Steph, Clay. I know that he had doesn't have the size for a small forward, but I think even if the Warriors play small, they can outscore teams with how great a shooter Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry are. And then you have Draymond Green's defense, and then you have James Wiseman's defense as he starts to develop and hopefully makes a jump from his rookie year to his sophomore year. I think that it would be a really nice starting lineup, and then you build a nice bench around them. Obviously, that probably means Andrew Wiggins is out the door, which is tough to see because I think Andrew Wiggins, he started to, I wouldn't say he revitalized his career here, but I would say that he's played a lot better than he has um, in Minnesota. But, um, and I'm, I think if it gets that pick is, if that happens during this year's trade deadline, which I think is maybe unlikely, but who knows anything can happen. I never, expected D'Lo to get traded um, during last year's trade deadline, but um, I did. The fit did not work. Well, c- they could have happened in the off season, man. I have no, I had no clue, bro. I got, I had no clue, man. <laughs> um, but I think Bradley Beal is the number one option. Um, and that brings us into the next quote Bob Myers had in this interview. Uh, Bob Myers and the season's trade deadline for the Warriors, I think we'll be more open in making calls and listening to calls than we've been. That, ladies and gentlemen, I think is some good news, but it also makes me a little perplexed. I don't know if he's really telling the whole truth about that, honestly. I don't know what gotta, to say like about the, that, honestly. He's telling truths and lies. Like, you know, he's just trying to get the Warriors fans excited. And then, you know, they don't make a move. What was the last time, like, the Warriors actually made, like, a blockbuster move? Like, you know, like, good free agent. Like, a good trade. I don't, like, before like the good free, I don't like remember. A, like a good free agent, Kevin Durant. 
No, 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 but like trading wise, like before the deadline, I've now I don't remember like big moves that the Warriors made, um, in the like in a trade. Maybe the David Lee, but like that's like the only thing that comes to mind. Obviously, got the Wiggins stuff, but no. I mean, um, Wiggins didn't really help him that year because the Warriors absolutely sucked. But um, I I'm open to Bob Myers taking calls and listening more. I think that'll be a good. For, I think that'll be good for the Warriors. Um, I think. I think from that quote, he has noticed that Steph has gone berserk, and that he's still in his the heart of his prime, and that you should take advantage of that. Go get him another star caliber player, because like we said before, and like I've said before. It is a disservice to Clay Thompson to expect him to come back at 100% and to expect him to play like he has before, like he played in, as game six Clay. It's a disservice to him to put all of that weight on his shoulders. Go get him a guy like Bradley Beal and insert him in the starting lineup so it takes off, takes some of the weight off Clay Thompson's shoulders. I'm sure Bradley Beal would love to play with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green instead of playing with Russell Westbrook. No offense to Russell Westbrook, but I mean, come on now. If you if you put Bradley Beal on this team, I think they're an instant title contender without a doubt. I think even with Clay on this team and a reasonable second unit that can actually play basketball, they're a Western Conference title contender. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, do they have enough assets? If the Beal trade was to be without a doubt, they have enough assets. Do you think so? Because I doubt Washington would say yes to that. Like, unless they were forced to, unless they were forced to, yeah, probably Bob Myers says, Bob Myers probably gets on the phone and says, If you don't take this trade, releasing some dirt on whoever the hell you are as their general manager. I mean, come on now, Bob. No, that's not gonna happen. Bob can pull strings. I mean. I, without a doubt, I did not see the Kelly. I kind of saw some trade coming after Clay went down, but yeah, I saw something too, but not. Kelly I did Oubre. not. I did not expect it to be Kelly Oubre, and I, if it was Kelly Oubre or Andrew Wiggins, choosing Kelly Oubre. Um, but I think the overall to wrap this up is, I think the Warriors should heavily consider making a move at the deadline and going out. I doubt they will, though. I doubt they will. Man, I don't need your negative negativity, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. but I'm sorry. Bradley Beal will be a them. Golden State Warrior by next season. Book it. I really – I mean, it's like it's great to dream, but, like, I'm trying to be a little realistic here. Like, I really don't that's see not, – That's not dreaming. That is not dreaming. Are you kidding okay. me? That is not dreaming. Bradley Beal will be a dreaming. Golden State Warrior by next season. Yeah, all right, this is a receipt. Uh, Zach thinks that Bradley Beal um, will be on the next Golden State Warriors next season. This will be a receipt for future episodes. So I'll reference this for next season. So – <laughs> Bradley we gotta see will be a Golden State Warrior next season. The starting lineup will be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, Draymond Green, and James Wiseman or but James Wiseman or Kevon Looney. Book James it. Wiseman wouldn't be on the team if they had the ship Beal, by the way. 
Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> this guy shitting on me, man. Not, not. James Watson would be on the team if there's like three first round picks and a couple seconds in there. I mean, and Wiggins. But to be fair, though, like those first rounders, if you're a championship contender, would be actually useless, in my opinion. Exactly. Let me get Unless, your thoughts. Like, if you, if Bradley Beal was on the table, and would you get? And they won in Wiseman. Would you pull the trigger? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what I would say, probably. <laughs> I mean, you're also get. We also have to consider the fact that Marquise Chris is coming back too. I hope he's coming back, but um, we still have that possibility too. So who knows? I mean, I think you could. You don't have to get rid of Wiseman. I think you could put in Andrew Wiggins, the Minnesota pick, Eric Pascal. Two second round picks, or two first round picks. Andrew Wiggins, Eric Pascal, two second round picks, and then the greatest guy in the war in the Warrior system, Alan Smilagich. <laughs> Alan Smilagich, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> um, Alan Smilagich is getting treated like he, like LeBron or something, and on the Warriors or something. I don't know why. I don't know what the Warriors seeing Smilagich. I don't want to be mean, but you know he doesn't have that. You know, that skill set to be in the league. Sorry. No, it's all good. You're not offending me, but you may offend some people on Warriors Twitter who love them. Um, but we'll just wait and see what happens. Um, and I think to finish out this episode, I think the first three games are all three L's, personally. Yeah. So they would be on a six-game losing streak? Oh, that's not a great way to start. <laughs> I think um, – if James Wiseman does not play tomorrow, we're getting smoked. With the way Kevon Looney is playing at center and how slow he looks, we're getting the Warriors smoked. will probably lose by twenty. Um, and then the Jazz, yeah, don't get me started with that. Uh, you, oh, you prove me wrong all you want, but I think the Warriors won't win that, and I think the Warriors won't be the Lakers as. Yeah, because AD is coming back, so that's just three L's, just three guaranteed L's. If they win one of those, I'll be su- I'll be really surprised. So. So the Warriors we'll will start eight, nineteen, and twenty-one. Not too bad under five hundred. Okay. And they lost six straight up to that point, so. Not a good look. So, we'll be back to recap uh, these games, and Zach, take it away. All right. So this will conclude episode number twenty-four. The Catching Dubs podcast. Um, Kobe Bryant's number. Rest in peace, Bean. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials at Catching Dubs Pod and on Instagram at Dubs. Oh shoot! At Twitter at, at Dubs Pod and on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod. Um, and make sure you check out our next episode where we will recap. I think we're planning on recapping which one did we want to do? We're going to do this on the fly to make sure everyone knows we want to recap uh, the Clippers and Clippers, Utah, Utah, LA, Houston. Do our regular Thursday and Thursday recording and post on Friday up to you. Damn. That's, that's a week away, man. Sheesh. We're going to keep the people waiting that long. Hey, it's up. It's up to you. Up to you. I'm here. All right. Well, uh, whatever. Record our next episode. To be decided. But um, 
Appreciate all you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. See y'all later, guys. Thanks, y'all.